So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Josh Peterson and Jack Mitchell with you on this Tuesday. And all right, now we go to the 42 Degrees The Source hotline and welcome in our good friend of the Grum from The Athletic. It is Max Olson. Max, what's going on? How are you? What's up, boys? Thank you for having me on. Doing well. Always a pleasure to chat. Yeah, always good to have you on. Um, it's funny. The offseason is barely a month old. I mean, in the case of Nebraska, it's like two months old. So it barely has started. And yet, it, it seems like there is so much that is happening right now. A lot of it, of course, is away from the sport and the SEC and the Big Ten news. The college football playoff discussion, again, is been ramping up and what's going to happen with that future. I'm wondering, Max, what you're expecting to be maybe, a, and of course all the retirements and coaches leaving, what's going to be maybe a through line that carries us over the next few months as we get into the summer and, and really start counting down to the season? I mean, come on, guys. Obviously, we have the most anticipated signing day of all time tomorrow, right? <laughs> and that, too, of course, the second <laughs> signing day. I'm very excited to see if Nebraska can sign one or two more players. You know, we, we shall see. You know, um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's very it's it's funny how much that's changed, right? But yeah, I mean, it's it's been it's already like very early in this off season, but uh, but it's been dizzying nonetheless. Um, you know, I think that uh, you know from a big picture standpoint, there's there's a lot of irons in the fire right now. I think certainly. The um, SEC Big Ten news, I, I think, is relevant and something that will, you know, basically the kind of imminent future of the sport at the highest level, um, I think, will continue to be a big story throughout this offseason, whether you're talking about um, the, you know, the, the tenuous position of the ACC and Florida State, you know, trying to figure out a, a, an exit strategy there and, and will others do the same. Um, I think it's the question of the, the, the future of the playoff here. And, you know, I, I do think that's something that, that Sankey and Petiti are, are probably uh, very focused on is, uh, you know, what, will, yeah, we're going to 12 team this year, but what will the arrangement be um, a couple of years from now? And, you know, can they get maybe an at-large type of playoff like they would probably like for all their growing membership? Um, I think that, that's certainly high up there. Um, you know, NCAA reform, uh, this the unionization push here. I mean, there's just a lot of off-field stuff all colliding at once here. NIL, um, it, it's uh, it, it's amazing. When you, I was joking with a, we were talking to another college football reporter last week. It's like the, the number of things. I'm sure you guys feel this too. The number of things involved in this job now that we did not go to school for is <laughs> wild. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I mean, we're just breaking down the legal ramifications about what happens if college uh, universities or universities and colleges become employers and uh, the the players become employees. And that's, that's a whole, whole additional thing. And I guess another thing you could have is who knows the coaching carousel could resume at any time these days with how this off season has gone. And, uh, and Max to that, to that kind of 
point, you know, with with Halfley leaving and uh, some of the other moves from college to pro, there's been a bit of this narrative that the you know coaches are trying to get out of college and get to the NFL right now because of how all of the changes, how different things are going. What do you kind of sense the morale is among the college football community, the coaching community maybe in, in particular, about the college game? Is that overblown or is that a real concern? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good question because um, I think that's the right way to frame it. There's, it's like it is true that the concerns that they have, are it, it's extremely valid um, that, that there are a lot of people who are very frustrated, like, in a larger sense by, by, you know, operating in this sport where it feels like nobody's in charge and in control of what's going on. Um, I think you talk to coaches, a lot of them just wish there was, they don't know who it should be, but they wish there was like some sort of commissioner that had some say in what's going on here. And they're very frustrated by, you know, obviously the role of the NCAA and all this, but I, I think that there's, there's a real frustration about the calendar and the way that it is uh, making the job tougher and, there's a lot of different examples of that. And, you know, I think, like, I, I, to me, the Halfley thing is not necessarily, like, reflective of, oh, man, this, this sport is so messed up. I think that's somebody who probably was on the hot seat going into 24. I think that's somebody who, you know, has had three different ADs in that job, and I think that job's gotten a lot tougher than when he first took it. And I think that is a lot of the, the case a lot of times at some of these kind of mid-level Power 5 jobs. And so I think he – uh, he made it probably a smart move for his career. Mm. Um, but, you know, look, the reality is there just aren't that many vacancies. For right. It, it, even right. though a bunch of them wanted to bail. That's a good point. wanted to go pro, it's just very, you know, it's just very hard to pull that off. And uh, <laughs> even guys like, I, I kind of wondered if there would be some guys like Lincoln Riley that kind of flirted with that this offseason. But yeah. if you don't have that great of a year, they're, they're not coming for you, too. You know what I mean? Right. So I think it's, uh, it's going to be kind of rare circumstances that we see that. Uh, but certainly I think part of it is the helplessness for these guys of feeling like, man, this is getting really bad. And it's not, there's not like a, a, a sign that this is about to get better in the near future. Max Olson of the athletic joining us on Sportsmanlike conduct. You, you hit on it in the initial answer, Max, and that is the uh, alliance, if you will, between the sec and big 10. Like how did that news arrive to you? You know, for some, it was another one of the dominoes that we expect to continue to fall on our way towards. You know, I know your boss, Stuart Mandel's written about it a ton. You know, a confederation of college football, if you will. Um, yeah. Others say, like, everyone needs to relax. How did that news land to you? Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't think that we are, like, inevitably doomed for, like, an AFC, NFC type of setup here. But I think the, the truth, of course, is that uh, since, uh, Kevin Warden's departure from the Big Ten and Tony Petiti taking over, I think the dynamics have definitely changed. I think that for Sankey and Petiti, there's a, a much more collaborative uh, relationship there to start off and one where they both kind of understand, man, we have some pretty similar challenges here um, with with not just who's coming into their league uh, here this, this, you know, this summer, but the opportunity in front of them with the ACC because they would be the beneficiaries if that were to blow up. Um, they're the ones who have, you know, different, better TV deals than everybody else. I mean, I think that they, they, they have a lot of, uh, you know, similar challenges and opportunities. So it makes sense they're working together. I, I, and I think that, um, you know, it's, it's the same kind of, it, it's a smarter ploy, but it's the same kind of thinking as the Alliance a few years ago, which was, which was a joke, but like part of it is like, man, we need, we feel like we need some allies in order to make change happen with the NCAA stuff or the playoff stuff or whatever. So I mean, I do think it's the beginning. I don't know if it's the beginning of like the end game everybody's expecting here, but um, it, it definitely is like something we may remember is like, okay, this is when 
they really started working together, and maybe that's not a great thing uh, for the other Power Five leagues. Yeah, and Max, you know, I found that news interesting um, given that at the beginning of this week now there are these college football playoff discussions that are going on, and there's been a variety of reporting from a bunch of different outlets about, like, what's next. And, and from afar, it seems like the stuff that, you know, I care about or that fans care about, and that's like, how many teams are we talking? Will home field advantage be a thing beyond, you know, the, the first four games in future years, etc.? It seems like that stuff is more on the back burner, and it's a lot more about, like, access um, in terms of conferences and control and like voting rights, like that whole should the should the MAC have as much of a say as the Big Ten? Should you know the Sun Belt have as much say as the SEC? And again, given the SEC Big Ten stuff, I wonder what that is going to mean for these discussions, especially as we're looking at the the whatever's next with the playoff iteration beyond these first two years. Yeah, and I think that there's obviously like the very imminent one of like you know why should the Pac-2 have any any say in anything, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that's that's kind of the thing that they've got to figure out. Um, with uh, with Kirk Schultz, Washington State president, um, you know, I, I, I think that if, if you ask Greg Sinke what what's the right playoff for him, he would probably say a, a, a playoff where every spot isn't at large and the best teams make it, and a lot of SEC teams make it inevitably, right? So I think that that's and, and if you ask Tony Petini with the four that are coming into his league, and and some of those programs obviously are playoff caliber programs and might even be playoff caliber programs this upcoming season. I think he, you know, he probably could be persuaded towards that point of view. So as much as we kind of used to talk about the 12 team as, hey, man, it's great that the, the, the G5 finally has access to this and, you know, conference championships matter and stuff like that. You know, I think if these conferences are going to continue to expand uh, and strengthen, then I think that, that that certainly becomes an issue, you know, for, for whatever it is, 26 and beyond or whatever, of um, may, may, whether it's the playoff size or it's about who gets into the playoff, um, yeah, I think that's that's definitely going to be a press, pressing issue. And if the ACC were to blow up, then, uh, yeah, what, what does that playoff look like then? Max, I apologize because it's kind of an abstract question, but it's something I think about a lot. I'm curious what you think about it. Are we prepared just for how weird and different next year <laughs> is going to feel when, for instance, you know, on September 14th, Indiana is going to UCLA to play a whole a pack or excuse me a Big Ten I couldn't couldn't even say it right mm-hmm. a Big Ten football game and it just feels weird coming out of your mouth I, I, I can barely even right. say it and then you add in that you Texas Oklahoma and the SEC that doesn't even speak about the changes in the playoff like is this going to be the most different feeling college football season with all the changes that have happened during the years that we've all followed it. I, I think that's 100% right, and I think the, the exciting thing is that hopefully in July and August uh, we have a lot of like quality time with the video game to really get used to it. <laughs> you know, hey, play, man. That's out, a great point. What a year. Out the dynasty is here, kind of getting used to the, uh, the new conference alignments, the new schedule. <laughs> so true. I mean, that's, that's, to me, that's what 24 is all about. Yeah, that other stuff is cool, but, uh, you know, the video game coming out, that's number one. Um, yeah, no, I think it's there's definitely, like, I don't know about you guys, but when, when like, those Big Ten schedules came out and you just looked at, like, the Oregon schedule or you look at the Washington schedule, it's still just, like, I have a hard yep. time wrapping my head around it. Of like, wait, oh, yeah, yeah, we're doing this. Oh, okay, that's what that means. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, it's really going to be bizarre. And, um, you know, I think the, the postseason piece of it, too, it's easy to think of, like, just kind of theoretically about, like, oh, man, there's going to be some great matchups, and it's going to be, um, you know, the, a lot more teams involved. These games are going to matter way more, a lot of stuff. But just like the first round and second round piece of that is going to be wild, and the championship game is going to be January 20th. 
Like there's just that whole December, January is going to be kind of feel like, uh, like nothing we've ever seen before, you know? Um, And uh, I'm excited for it and uh, you know, can't wait to to hopefully be at some of those games, but uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally with you. It's like, even like on paper, you know, this stuff is coming, but it's hard to like actually, it's hard to like actually think about it and be like, oh man, we're doing. This. I can't. Even, I still can't even imagine that weekend before Christmas. I know. No, I mean, I can't. Uh, like, well, exactly what you're saying, Max. Like, I can't. I know it's happening. I can't imagine it. Right? It's crazy. And I don't care who's playing in them. Like, we're going to watch the hell of them. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. It sounds like an incredible, you know, Friday night, Saturday. I, 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 can't, I can't imagine what it's going to be like to consume it, Josh. Yeah, Max. Like, I yeah, still remember sure. that first, the first year of the of the playoff. You know, when when we had those two bowl games, and even that was like, whoa, this is awesome because yeah. it felt like you know all the old heads like Jack would be. Like, this is what it used to be like, where we'd have multiple bowl games that we cared about on the same day, and you know, by the end of <laughs> right. decade later, it felt a little old hat. That's going to be completely different. We're going to be talking about these massive home playoff games, and and the thing. Uh, and Max Olson is joining us of The Athletic. Max, the thing that I keep wondering about moving forward is going to be the amount of fun that those first four games that are ever on a campus in December, these home playoff games, and then the, the teams that get the bye, like, congratulations, you get an incredible reward. But, wow, they're going to have to look at that. It's going to be like the Squidward SpongeBob meme where they're going to be watching these teams playing home playoff games, and it's like, yeah, and we'll be at the Peach Bowl in a couple of weeks. Like, that should be a whole lot of fun, too. So, like, I'm really hoping that those first four games in particular have just the best atmospheres we've ever seen in a college football game, and then moving forward, everyone's like, okay, we need more of these. It shouldn't. This should not be a, a punishment, if you will, to get a bye and not get an extra home playoff game. For sure, and, I, I you know, I'm – Maybe this is naive of me. Maybe, you know, the stars will matter and the the best teams will still end up in the final four and stuff. But I do believe with this format, there are going to be some years when a lower seeded team actually makes a run. Like if you think about 2012, you know, A&M was not one of the four best teams in the country, but Johnny was like, you would not bet against Johnny with the way they were playing at the end of that season, right? Like there's going to be some of those years, I think, where you catch some good matchups and maybe some breaks and, there's going to be a lower seeded team that has a chance to win it all. And I think that's going to be, I, I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong about that. Maybe, maybe it's just Georgia's going to win the next four national championships and we'll all just be like, yep, saw, saw that coming. But um, yeah, no, I think that that, uh, I, I just, the, 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 like the fun of the, the, the 14 playoff ideally in the best years is you feel like, uh, like last year's semis or, or even this year's semis where you're like, oh man, we get a national championship caliber game in the semis. Like that's a lot of fun when you get a bunch of those. And uh, and hopefully this year's playoff can can give us a bunch of them. Uh, Max, before I let you go, uh, one of my favorite uh, things about this previous college football season was honestly you joining Ari and and Dave Ubbin um, on until Saturday. Especially, I always love the preview pods on those Fridays as I listen to them on my run. And of course, the through line of that is always Ari's discussion about Ryan Day and Ohio State. Um, and, and I'll be honest, I have found myself gravitating a lot more towards his point of view than anyone else's um, over the last couple of years. Is this, you think, going to be a put-up-or-shut-up type year for Ryan Day? Because, mm. I mean, the roster that he has assembled seems like it's it seems like the best. Obviously, Harbaugh is gone, so like that Sorry, game. Sorry, answer the question. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, I guess, do you agree, Max? Do you agree with Jack on, on his it's opinion? It's got to be. Oh, 100%. And, yeah. and I mean, the, some of the guys that, you know, to, to bring in Quinshawn Judkins, to bring in Caleb Downs, I mean, guys, these, these are not inexpensive guys to bring right. into your roster, right? <laughs> right? I mean, we are we are investing in, in this team, and they've got a lot of great players that bypass the draft to come back. So 
they've got the roster on paper that you're like, oh yeah, they can go win a national championship this year. You know, we'll see if Bill O'Brien takes the the Eagle or sorry, the Eagles, the, the Boston College <laughs> job here, um, or or what kind of how that all shakes out. But I think even that addition kind of signals that like, okay, we got to do some things differently, and this has got to work. And I think you're right when you take Harbaugh out of the equation. Um, I don't think Michigan's going to backslide like crazy, but that it's all setting up for you know, and, and the Will Howard addition too. It's all just setting up for just like the most dramatic season you could possibly have for Ohio State. And I don't know, you could say like, oh yeah, if they win like 11, 12 games, great year, they don't have to win the national championship. Like, no, I think they probably need to be in the final four and maybe even the final two for that to be like up to their standard for what they're, what they're uh, building here. So yeah, I, I do think, I, I fully agree. I think this is a year where Ryan Day has got to prove he's one of the best in the country. Max Olson of The Athletic. Max, always great to catch up with you about college football. Uh, Enjoy the week. Enjoy signing day tomorrow. (laughs) Hey, thanks, guys. Uh, Later, Max. Max Olson joining us on the 42 Degrees The Source hotline. Uh, By the way, we were mentioning, uh, and you brought it up, kind of these weird games that we're going to have. It feels like, to me, um, it's going to be like this giant non-conference schedule at times where yeah. it's like, oh man, another cool non-conference game. Oregon is playing Ohio State. Like, and it's like, nope, that's a conference game right, now. And don't even underrate like the whole Oklahoma-Texas of it all, too. Bingo. It, well, as uh, Zach points out, Utah versus BYU is now yeah, a yeah, the Big, Big 12. 12. It's now a Big 12 game. Uh, he also says Stanford versus SMU is now an ACC game. Uh, let's see. That's I think it was point. Travis points out on YouTube, A&M is playing Texas, and so it's not all new yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's I, I don't think, Jack, that we totally appreciate how strange the season is going to be. And I know that a lot of college football fans have not liked all of the changes that have happened in recent years. And, and I, I'm certainly guilty of, of disliking some of them, too. It's mainly, like, I don't like that the Pac-12 is dead. It makes me very, very mm-hmm. sad. Um, but, man, when we get to next season, I don't know if we're just totally prepared for. That's what my question that was. That like, many teams are in a new conference right. or are in new conferences, you know, given right. that the Pac-12 fell apart. Right. That was my that was my exact question, and then to combine the two things we talked about, uh, Ohio State at Oregon, second week of October, massive game. Yeah, give me the Ducks plus the points. Uh, Eric writes: Is Ryan Day going to end up Ohio State's Frank Solich? I have made that comparison man. before. He is a rich man's Frank because he recruits way better, and his run of success has now lasted. Nineteen twenty twenty two. It's lasted longer. Who likes problematic music artists? Yep, and he likes like, problematic music. There's artists. legit. No excuse. None. There's, I mean, no, it, 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 from the perspective of the Ohio State fan Of course, base, they're not going to sure. forgive him. You maybe, can't lose to Michigan again. Maybe from former Nebraska President Ted Carter, too. Maybe from former Nebraska yeah. President Ted Carter. Uh, when we return, we will not be picking back up the discussion about Dartmouth. We're going to unpack a little bit more about this streaming bundle yeah. thing. Uh, because I've seen a couple of, of things, oddly enough, or aptly enough, rather, from some uh, college football reporters in an email as well. Okay, And the SEC and Big Ten Alliance and maybe how that could be something to keep an eye on oh, with this news. I'm reading more about this, too. That yeah. is really interesting. Yeah. So we will uh, we will do that when we return. Steve Sippel will join us at the end of the hour. Hopefully we have, we're going to have time. We're going to make time for Jack Mitchell versus Caitlin Clark and a whole lot more. <laughs> uh, stay tuned. It is Unsportsmanlike Conduct here on this Tuesday, 1620 The Zone.